ladies and gentlemen, to this Avengers Endgame edition of Let Me Just Say This. There was a little film over the weekend that grossed a billion dollars as change worldwide and 350 something million domestically. So I'm joined along with my bro, Angelo, and my sister-in-law, Nisi, and we're gonna get into all the fun stuff and give our reaction to what is probably gonna end up being the biggest movie ever made. Yeah. Now, I, the way I felt about, actually, let's get into our individual reactions of what we thought overall about the film before we get into like the little details and tidbits of it, all the fun stuff. So let's start with you, D'Angelo. What did you think about Endgame overall? I thought the film was epic. I thought it was great. I thought it was a perfect follow-up to Infinity War. You know, Infinity War left us on our heels. You know, we had to suffer through a full year of not knowing what's gonna happen and what's, you know, just speculating. They did a great job of keeping everything under wraps, you know, nothing leaked or, or anything like that. So it's just pretty much up to your imagination what was going on. So that wonderment right there made the film even better for me. And I feel like, you know, overall it went full circle. It covered everything, it, it, it dotted its I's, it crossed its T's, everything. So it, it was great, great film overall for me. Yeah, I like how you mentioned how the trailers and the promotion, the marketing of this film was genius because it revealed little to nothing, which I appreciated because like all of the surprises just meant that much more. What about you, yeah. Lisa? What did you think of Endgame overall? It made my like my seven-year-old comic book nerd self very, very happy. I mean, it was great to see um, stories that I grew up with and and bonded with and loved actually on the big screen and in a combination of 22 movies you know over 11 yeah and that's that's the beauty of it the fact that we've invested well technically we've been invested since we were children like you had just mentioned but as far as the marvel cinematic universe is concerned this is an 11 year investment d you and i saw the first iron man movie back in 08 in the movie theater all right, correct. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and who would have ever thought from that post credit scene where Nick Fury approaches Tony Stark and informs him about the Avengers initiative, and who would have ever thought from that and we would get to this journey, this 11-year, 22-film culmination, which is Endgame. Um, I just... My overall thoughts, I loved it, and I think it's epic blockbuster filmmaking at its finest. I can't really say that or stress that enough because the Russos are just such excellent filmmakers. As a matter of fact, they're the ones who directed arguably the best movies in the MCU, which are Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, and now Infinity War and Endgame. So well, yeah. that's a true testament to their storytelling. I agree. Totally agree. Now, how would you compare... Endgame to Infinity War because I've been thinking about that a lot over the weekend and I've been getting into online conversations on social media and seeing people's opinion. A lot of people are saying that they enjoyed Infinity War more. Some people are saying that Endgame was perfect, or and, and some others were saying that it was a bit underwhelming. What did you guys think, Nisi? What did you think uh, when you compare it to Infinity War? I think Nisi's stuck in the quantum realm, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Just might be. <laughs> yeah, I oh, think, I think her, her connection lagged out. I might, I might have to, I might have to re re-invite her at some point. Need but, some pin uh, particles, bro. 
<laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, get some pimp articles. That's a good reference. <laughs> anyway, the um, what, what do you? How would you compare this with Affinity War? Yo, so it's so funny you mentioned that. So somehow, you know, well, between Tiffany and a, a couple other people, they created this Facebook group to you know discuss Endgame because you know a lot of people couldn't wait you know, to debate and talk about it. They created this group. There's about 32 members now. And one of the posts was just like, you know, it was both posters, the Infinity War poster and the Endgame poster comparing, oh, which one you thought was better. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, um, me personally, because, you know, when I really sit there and, like, think about it, you know, I appreciate Endgame Endgame edge out Infinity War slightly for me, but at the end of the day, if you really sit there and you know take a step back, you know this is all one film or whatnot. It's the story of you know it's one film, the story of Thanos pre snap and post snap broken into you know two films, first half, second half. You know when they do you know plays and shows and stuff like that, you know. You have the first half of the show, intermission, and then the, you know, the conclusion finale or whatnot. So Infinity War did a great job for me as far as getting me like super excited, leaving me, you know, stuck, confused, you know, just going through a whole bunch of emotions. But Endgame was like, for me, it was, it edged it out a little bit more because everything came into full circle. Everything was wrapped up tightly in a, in a neat bow or whatnot. As far, you know, yeah, you know, there were points where I felt that, you know, it was kind of, you know, dragging a bit. You know, I'm not even going to lie to when the first 20 minutes of the movie, you know, I was kind of sitting there, you know, in confusion a bit. You know, especially when, you know, they took out Thanos like 15 minutes in. So I was just there like, wait, how the hell are they going to spin this? Even though I prognosticated like how they were going to go about doing the whole time travel thing. Cause I knew it was, you know, Ant-Man was going to be the, the secret, you know, the, the glue that keeps everyone together and the secret, you know, the secret element that was going to, you know, help everything, you know, go the way it did. But yeah, the, that first, you know, the first 20 minutes, I was just kind of like, but then when I caught on and then like, you know, everything started to fall into place and, you know, the tones of the film were, were, were revealed. I was like, all right, you know, now I know exactly what's going on. I'm 100%, you know, back in this. But, yeah, so with all that said, I give Endgame the, the slight little edge. That was that was a good explanation. That was actually a really good analogy. Um, Nisi, are you back from the quantum realm? Did you bring me my power stone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Am I back? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you jumped into an alternate timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what we were discussing, um, you know, why you went. Little- no, no, no. I, I actually heard it all. I could hear everything, but apparently, you got. I don't know. I, I think you guys are just blocking me. Oh, out. you know what? You are. Mm, yeah, you're like Stephen Lang. You're, you're in that van right now. Yeah, you're like, guys, I'm here. <laughs> Get me out, man. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm short, but fuck, you don't got to make fun of me that way. Damn. So how would you compare Endgame to Infinity War? Do you think uh, um, do you think both films are, are comparable? Do you see it as more of a, an epic two-part saga, like the way I view it? Or what's your take on that when you compare it to Infinity War? 
I mean, I to be honest, I don't see a comparison between the two. Okay, that's interesting. Why not? Uh oh, she she did it again. Oh boy. We'll Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait she's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, she's back. She's back. You see? <laughs> but it's that, yo, this this really is like some trippy shit because, like, you're, like, in and out of the feed right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. I don't understand. I just hear everything you guys are saying, but, um, yeah. yeah so anyway, I think, like I was saying. I the, um, the pimp articles that we have aren't strong enough. Right. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, but no, like I was saying, I think they just stand alone. These are two separate films. Yeah, okay, they follow each other. They follow a whole storyline and everything. But it's it, there's two different themes in, in each movie, you know? Whereas the first one is more of everyone realizing what they have to lose and, um, you know, what what happens when they don't stand together. And they... and. And Thanos comes and like it's a big bad evil, so to speak, you know. And um, then Endgame is like, okay, no, this you have to stand together, even if it seems hopeless, even if it seems. I mean, it's like the core theme of the Avengers. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, it it's what they are. They have to stand together. Stand. They have. Yeah, you you broke up a little bit towards the end, but I kind of got your um, the overall gist of what you were saying. Yeah, so, whatever it whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> so this is this is the way I view it, right? Yes, I understand that Infinity War and Endgame are they're part of a, a it, it's it's really as a whole, it's a two-part saga. And with that said, it it still is they still are two separate films. So when I the way I would address it, those criticisms of people saying that Infinity War was like Way way better than Endgame or vice versa. Infinity War was Thanos's movie. This was yeah. a film that was introducing the big baddie of the MCU, and they wanted the Russos intended to introduce him, take you on his journey or his conquest to capture all the Infinity Stones. They even confirmed it that this is Thanos's movie. This isn't. Yes, it's titled Avengers: Infinity War, but this is ultimately Thanos's main film. He has the most screen time, and he is the main character. Um, right. And that's why it leaves you with that cliffhanger. I remember a year ago, D, when we reviewed Infinity War, I gave it uh, an overall A minus grade because it didn't have it left room for cliffhanger. So I, and I viewed it as part one of a two-part culmination. Now, when right. I think of Endgame, Endgame is not a movie about Thanos because we already know Thanos won in Infinity War. He decimated yeah. half the universe. So Endgame is essentially about the OG Avengers. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye. You know, not, not so much Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, none of those characters. It's really about... At the, the core Avengers, the OG Avengers that were introduced initially in the MCU. And right. I felt the more satisfying payoff. So that's why, like you, D, I would put Endgame about a notch above Infinity War. But I yeah. will say this. Infinity War's epic battle of Wakanda was better than the epic battle in the Endgame, in my opinion. Hmm. Really? Yeah, what did you guys think? No, because here's the thing. The sheer scale and magnitude of the Battle of Wakanda, we had never seen anything like that 
on screen with with in any superhero universe. So it was a lot more awe inspiring. Not to say that this and in Endgame the epic battle wasn't a crowd pleaser because it was um it was a lot of there was a lot of fan service. You know, you got a lot of moments yeah. with like the female characters and everybody popping up out of nowhere, but. It felt a little shorthanded because it could have been longer. I felt like the bat the battle could have been that much more epic, but that's a minor gripe because Endgame to me is more of a superhero drama than a balls to the wall action movie like Infinity War was. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Like, uh, you know, it's a superhero, you know, Greek tragedy almost. Yeah. Now, mm, what is interesting? You- yeah, Nisi, what did you think of the Battle of Wakanda? Don't get stuck in the quantum realm again. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. We you, lost him, bro. You spoke too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me... Uh, you know you know what it is? The pin particles? That's that's going to be the share button here. <laughs> those, <laughs> that, those are my pin particles. Oh, is she back? I know, I know. She, she, I don't yeah. know she, she's mumbling over there. <laughs> Sending me the link. I'm sending you the link because I'm asking you a question and I feel like you're, you're time traveling. <laughs> Man, this 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 episode on playback is gonna be hilarious. Wait, can you guys hear me? I yeah. can hear you right now. It's like you're in and out of it. Like you'll like for example, if I ask you a question, you'll I'll get silence, or I'll get like. Okay, am I back? Uh, yeah, I can hear you perfectly clear now. Yeah, same. Okay, let's try this now, okay? Yeah, it, it must it must be uh, the connection to something. But, you know, we're rolling, we're rolling, it's cool. We're not working with million-dollar equipment here. Yeah. yeah that, that is true. It's, it's just $600 for my phone, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, back back to what I was uh, saying. What what did you think of when we compared I'm both sorry, epic I, battles, I, the, the Battle of Wakanda versus the the epic battle in Endgame? I I like the fan service Endgame battle. I mean, it was it gave you a little bit of everything. I, I okay, call me whatever, call me basic, but I enjoyed that fan service. I enjoyed, you know, Cap. Wielding the hammer. I yeah, that was dope. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing during this battle. I was I was fucking clapping like for every little thing. <laughs> you know, I was clapping. I was jumping out. You know, I was like losing my mind, especially when when Cap was wielding a Milner. I was just like, oh my God. Like he's I kept yelling, he's worthy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's worthy. It's, it's been like uh a four-year test to see if he was worthy of the hammer because he initially, he originally tried to lift it up during uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, he got it up a bit and Thor was just like, wait, wait a second. And like, that's a, you know, that's a good, um, actually that's a good, you know, good point because like, so within the four years, you know, I guess, you know, he was able to, you know, you know, he got off whatever was holding him back or whatever, emotional turmoil he was going through because you know the fact that he only picked up you know you know he was only able to pick up the hammer like two inches versus you know him throwing it and using combination shield attacks and doing lightning attacks as well 
you know, yeah. within those four years, maybe, you know, the whole thing with, you know, him and, you know, Tony and, and Civil, in Civil War, he finally got to, you know, get like what he was feeling off of his chest. He finally unpacked whatever emotions and stuff he was going through. Maybe that weight being lifted from him caused him to be able to actually wield the hammer as well as he did. You know, who knows? Yeah, that was that was so awesome. The fan service in Endgame was it was worthy of its payoff. Like, oh seriously. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I like I was losing it on on every possible you know every possible scene and cutaway, even like the just simple stuff. Black Panther, you know, running with the the gauntlet like it was a football. Like it looked like a big ass yeah. football game. <laughs> like that shit was just <laughs> awesome, yo. We was like. Me and Eric was in the theater just bugging out, like, yo, like, yo, you see that? It was it was yeah. it was great. Yeah, seriously. And one of my favorite moments from that battle actually is when Captain Marvel single handedly took down Thanos' fleet. Yeah, like she like so with me now, like I I wouldn't say I have a gripe, but like I don't know, like because again, you know, she's the most powerful Avenger, like that's the that's the secret weapon. Like, if if this was the first Avengers, she was the, you know, that nuclear bomb that Tony Stark la- launched back into the, the space to, to the Jatari. Like, she was yeah. the, the, the big button weapon. And, like, great, like, even though the film wasn't, like you said, it was about the original Avengers, I don't know. I kind of, maybe just the fan service in me, I kind of wanted her to see, you know, wanted her to see, see her a little bit more or do a little bit more or whatnot. Like, the last fighting sequence with her and Thanos was was awesome or whatnot. Yeah. And, like, not for nothing, you know, not, you know, we got to give Thanos, like, his credit, you know, give credit where credit's due because, yo, I know he's a skilled fighter. Like, they let, us, let it be known in the in Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they let it be known in Infinity War that he's a you know, a skilled fighter. He's been fighting for years, you know, he's trained and all of that. But he was doing a lot of, like, he was holding his own without a gauntlet and no stones. Like, that twin blade weapon he had, he was really, you know, he was doing a lot. The ingenuity was there. Like, when, you know, he's trying to snap his fingers, Marvel is not letting it happen. For you to take the, you know, the power stone out, put in another hand, and then hit a, a blaster with it. That's genius. Yeah. Like, and that, that stone, you know, if referencing back to, you know, the first Guardians film, you've seen how, you know, how powerful that stone was that it took all of them holding Peter Quill to be able to handle it. So for him to do right. that on or just on the fly and put in the hand and blaster, it was just like, yo, nah, he, he fights too good. Like, I'm kind of scared that he fights this well without you know, no abilities and no no stones. Yeah, no, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying. Oh, are you back? She's back. Yeah, I'm back. I've been back. <laughs> All right, the, the 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 rat let her out. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, the real that rat was the real MVP. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now I've seen memes. I've seen memes that that was just congratulating the rat, like he's the MVP. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> seriously, because Ant Man played a much bigger role than than I think most people would have given him credit for. Right, he de- definitely did. Well, they had to bring him back somehow. They had to give him something, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, 
You know, that that's a good segue into the time travel talk. But be, before I, I get into that, I just wanted to comment on what you said earlier about how um, you felt that the movie dragged a little bit in the beginning. And you're not the first person to say that. And the way I interpret it is, at the end of Infinity War, Thanos decimates and eradicates half the fucking universe. So, with that said... Endgame has to lay down and explore the emotional trauma that these central characters are experiencing as a result of Thanos' snap. So you can't just breeze through that in 15, 20 minutes. Like, that shit needs a whole first act. They're dealing with the implications and the severity of that snap and how it's a changed world, essentially. Families were impacted. Mental psyches right. were impacted. Tony Stark is as vulnerable as he ever he's ever been. Um, you know, just all skinny and uh, almost on life support, and he's just he's scared out of his mind. So, really, and I thought that I thought that whole first act really struck a chord because it set it set such an ominous tone for for the aftermath of Thanos' snap. Yeah, I think the one thing I didn't like about that whole thing was I'm sorry, you know. The aftermath happened, the snap happened, and Tony just goes on and has a whole family and just like, you know, I'm going to live my life. It, it was kind of, okay, everybody else was really mourning. I just saw him like, kind of like, all right, I'm just going to go on and live my life. Huh? Like he, kind of, he, he went, he, you know, had a kid with Pepper. He had a whole like, you know, house by the lake and everything. Kind of like, nah, okay. Like, with what, everything that- that's going on. That was a I big. Mean, I think that was just a big fuck you to Cap. That that was like a big fuck you to say. I told you so. I told you everything w- that was going to happen. So you know what? You're on your okay, own. Okay, but gonna, there's I'm a lot more than just Cap involved. I mean, that was a little selfish, don't you think? Could have, could have. That, that could it could be interpreted as selfish, but maybe yeah. he just didn't know how to deal with that trauma. Because really, the, the the biggest thing that affected him was the loss of Peter Parker. Yo. Um, See, seeing as you know, we're, we're speaking of the on you know on the theme of trauma and stuff. I mean, yeah, it can be viewed as you know a little selfish, but you can also look at it you know from a different perspective. Everyone, you know, we're you know human beings. You know, even though these are super powered people or whatever the case is, humans in general, you know, they deal with trauma in different ways. And each yeah. Avenger represented that, like you know, Thor. Fat Thor, you know, who was, you know, I, I, I liked, you know, some people didn't like him, but I personally liked him. He, I you know, Fat Thor. Fat Thor was fucking awesome. Yeah, he, no, you know. Fat Thor was, no, he was not awesome. He was weak and he was unnecessary. <laughs> nah, I, I, I loved him. Fat Thor was awesome. He was, awesome. Lebo- he was fucking drunk, alcoholic, and still kicking ass. Big Lebowski <laughs> Thor was awesome. Like, I, I appreciated him. And, like, you know, his way of dealing with it, which is, you know, common amongst, you know, people. I'm sure there's studies and statistics that show that people dealing with guilt, loss, depression and stuff, you know, they drink, you know, they just leave themselves, you know, they kind of isolate themselves and things like that, you know. So the God became mortal anyway. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, that's a very great way to look at it. You know, the God becomes mortal after, you know, not going for the head, you know, initially. You know, Professor, you know, hybrid Professor Bruce Hulk, you know, his way of dealing with it was he kind of just went rolled with the punches. You know, he, he did. He had his morning stage. I guess that 
um, brought him closer with, you know, the inner Hulk. I wasn't a fan of the hybrid Hulk, by the way. Like, I'm used to seeing, you know, Hulk going crazy and just, you know, taking the MVP title in the Avenger films, just yeah. knocking shit over and all that. But, you know, I appreciate, you know, the the, the, the comedic points that, you know, he, he did and, you know, what, you know, his conversation with the ancient one and, you know, that whole scene and stuff like that. Like, I appreciated it, but, you know, overall, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Hulk. Like, after Infinity War, after that, that clap that he got the first five minutes in, I was expecting him to be some kind of, like, you know, secret weapon in Endgame where he's just, you know, okay, he got his mojo back and he's going ham. But, yeah, every... Avenger dealt with, you know, the, the trauma, the PTSD, you know, over the five year span, they dealt with it in a, in a different way. You know, Black, Black Widow, she took more of a leadership role. She wanted to continue, you know, searching to see, looking for answers. How do we, you know, change this, you know, these events that occurred the past five years? So, yeah, everyone represented like a different emotion of how to deal with, you know, what, the, what was going on. Yeah, look at what happened to Hawkeye. He, he completely went rogue and became like a Batman-esque character where he lost his family, and in order to cope with that trauma, he just, he, he goes, he's out for blood for himself, you know? He just goes and becomes a vigilante, hunting down mob bosses internationally, and, um, you know, it, it, and, and I like how they set up each individual. They, they made the time to explore how they're all dealing with these events, especially five years after they uh, they killed them. Yeah, so which I actually, crazy. yeah, which I actually love because you know, like I said, once you know, you know, once my mind settled, like you know, the first twenty minutes or so, my mind was like an unfocused camera. Once it finally settled, and I actually, you know, was able to capture, you know, what was going on. I appreciate, you know, I started to really appreciate like the time they took to explain everyone's stories and how they got affected by, you know, this whole five years. Cause I didn't even think they were going to go that far into the future. Cause what was it like 2022, 2023 at that point? So I was yeah. just like, that was pretty dope that they did that. And like, yeah, like with, you know, Hawkeye slash Ronan, you know, he took on the, the vigilante role. You know, he was basically, you know, Arrow season one of Arrow in DC, you know, DC universe. And, you know, he literally snapped, no pun intended, but yeah. Wait, wait, did you, did you say DC? Shh, we don't, we don't say those letters on this podcast. All right. All right. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> my, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so let's, let's, uh, cause we brought up, um, Ant-Man before. So before we talk about the time travel, we're going to take a break for a quick sound bite. But when we come back, we're going to get into the time travel storyline, what worked, what didn't work, some of the loopholes, the plot holes, the inconsistencies, uh, the issues with the continuity. So we'll get into all of that when we return. So, as far as the time travel aspect of Endgame is concerned, we get a lot. So, the main 
the main plot, once the plot really starts to go underway and Ant-Man re well not reunite well yeah i guess reunites with the with captain america and company at the avengers headquarters um he comes up with a plan an initial plan that is further explored by bruce banner and tony stark and they figure out that in order to reverse the snap and bring everyone back they have to time travel go back in time to where each infinity stone was in its original place bring it back and essentially create another gauntlet and you know unsnap everything uh, so to speak so what what are some of the gripes or what are some of the things that you that worked with the time travel uh, what do you think Nisi? i to be honest i think the time travel was pretty fucking amazing idea um yeah i i think the the, the fact that they were able to to tie in the quantum realm and 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 that whole idea behind it all and you know wrap that in and then have of course tony figure out how to actually do it um was pretty amazing i i i I didn't think i don't think i thought of time travel at any given time when i was thinking about endgame i didn't yeah I, i didn't think that they would able to pull that off or that that idea would even come around um I like the fact that they, even with Nebula, you know, in her her consciousness, um, mm-hmm. that she was still connected because she's sort of like you know a, a robot. Well, she is a robot, right? Um, that it was connected and that the time travel didn't affect her and that that was a you know they were able to utilize that to their to their evilness, <laughs> you know, yeah. to their evil ends. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't expect time travel. I, I knew quantum, you know, the quantum world was somehow going to come into it. I just didn't expect it to come in as time traveling. I, I think it was well done, yeah. you know? I think they kind of took that concept probably from... Yeah, what, what did you think, D? Those are good points. Yeah, um, I thought the whole time travel aspect, you know, you know, using the quantum realm was like... Yeah, I thought it was it was dope. I thought it was it was done well. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, you know, if, you know, Professor Stephen Hawkins was still alive, he would have some gripes about, you know, the validity of, of how they did it. But, you know, it's fiction. I feel like right, they, they did. Yeah, they, they did a pretty good job. I, I don't know about you, but I loved all of the pop culture references with the time travel shows and movies. Yes, that yes. whole scene was awesome. Oh, well, I, by the way. I was way. just going to bring that up because for all the fanboys that are butthurt about uh, time travel inconsistencies and shit, listen, none of, neither of us, and when I say neither of us, I'm, I'm talking like the average person. We have not perfected time travel. You don't have a fucking time machine in your basement. And yeah. if you look at any of these other famous movies, Terminator 2 is my favorite action movie of all time. But mm-hmm. even that is going to have its fucking plot holes and inconsistencies. They even had that conversation, uh, War Machine, Hulk, and Ant-Man, you know, where they finally established that Back to the Future was a bunch of nonsense, which it yeah. is. <laughs> It's just a bunch of science fiction mumbo jumbo. Those are people that are just taking this way too serious. Until you yeah. invent a time machine and you can tell me how everything works when you affected something in the past and you come back to talk to your present self, then don't don't complain about fucking time travel. 
Yeah, like exactly, because it's just like yo, you guys, you know, you know, a lot of the pe- those butthurt people. It's like yo, you watch uh, a few shows, Quantum Leap, and you know, certain, you know, time travel, you know, based shows, and you know, you swear that you have like a a, a functional, you know, description of how time travel works. Like, because even you know, there was um in one scene they asked um I forgot who asked um. Black Widow, like, yeah, do you know anything about, like, quantum mechanics and physics and stuff? And she's just like, yeah, you know, I, I know enough to, you know, conversationally. Like, oh, I know yeah. enough to get yeah. in the door. It was but, you know, I, Yeah. And, like, as far as, like, Ant-Man's concerned, because, you know, with Ant-Man's character, you know, which I thought was dope that they kind of, like, explored within that scene and when they all were trying to figure out, okay, how do we use the, the quantum you know, the quantum realm, it like, it placated on his, you know, character from, you know, from the first, you know, from Ant-Man, you know, the movie from 2015, you know, he has like, what is it, like a a, a systems engineering degree or something like that, so yeah. he's not an idiot, he knows his, his stuff, he's just, you know, a little rough around the edges, you know, compared to you know, a Tony Stark where you know, he knows pretty much everything about everything in some degree and that just goes, but you know, that plays into the whole, you know, him and Thanos exchange in Infinity War, you know, him saying, you know, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge or whatnot. I, too, know a lot about uh, everything, and it, re- you know, sometimes it's overwhelming, causing me to is- isolate myself from other people. With all of this knowledge that I have, I can't really have conversations with regular people because they don't know, you know, the stuff that I know or whatnot. So I yeah, feel like, you know, they did, a, they did yeah, a great dude. job with that. You know, okay, this is my last, you know, the two letters that sh- shall not be named reference. You know, only reason I'm <laughs> referencing it because I'm a fan of, you know, I, I watched the TV show, The Flash. Um, the whole, with the whole um, exchange the between the ancient, yeah, the Flashpoint Paradox, the whole um, exchange with the Ancient One and Hulk and, you know, her showing like, yo, if you move a time stone, it'll create a different timeline, time stream, and, it, you know, it'll mess up everything or whatnot. So I thought that was a, a pretty, like, dope approach to take because, you know, in other time travel shows, you know, they, you know, if you go back in time and, you know, you killing an ant by accident, you know, the whole timeline is affected and your, your, your present time, everything is discombobulated and messed up. So I'm glad they didn't go too deep with it because, you know, friggin' Captain America is fighting his younger self or whatnot. So <laughs> yeah. that right there enough should just fuck up everything. But I'm glad they didn't, you know, go too deep with that. Well, no, because like they already they already precipitated that whole conversation when it came to Captain Marvel and saying that there's different worlds out there, it, it, and they said True. that even though you change this one timeline, it doesn't mean you change your past. You just change the timeline. You didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, she was yeah, she, when she was really about to get in her timeline bag, and you know, <laughs> lost in the realm, lost in the quantum realm again. <laughs> Yo, the quantum realm is going to be such a great pop culture reference going forward. She was literally <laughs> speaking. Uh, no, you were literally speaking, and like it was as if you just vanished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay quiet now. 
<laughs> no, I want to hear your opinion, but what is going on over there, bro? <laughs> I cannot tell you. I don't know. <laughs> what is this going is, on over there? <laughs> this is not. Oh, we have no idea. I did this before with you. We were perfectly fine. We spoke for like five hours. No, I, I know. There, there must there must be something in the universe. I think Galactus is approaching us. <laughs> He's getting ready to devour our world. Yeah, they gotta do him. Attacking or some shit. Speaking <laughs> of him, they gotta they gotta do him some some justice. They gotta do him better, man. Like I, I don't like how how he went out in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Like they gotta show what Galactus really is about from you know comic book X Men days. Like oh, yeah, they gotta yeah. fix that. First of all, Rise of the Silver Surfer <laughs> no longer Yeah. That shit no longer exists in my in my in my personal <laughs> canon. Like to be honest, I think this this is I'm so I'm so much of a I'm so crazy that in the back of my mind I had this tiny expectation and prediction that they were gonna somewhat introduce Silver Surfer and or Galactus, even if it was like a post credit scene. But I get why they didn't have a post credit scene because this wasn't meant to continue anything. It was just meant to wrap up all three phases, the the first three phases. So right. you know, I, I get that. With the time travel, I love how it essentially was fan service, that whole entire plot, because they went back to the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the original Oh my film. God, that shit was so awesome. The Dark World. <laughs> And in these in these moments, you get a lot of these. Uh, well, in these scenes, I should say, you get a lot of these really heartfelt moments that matter a lot to these characters, such as Thor reuniting with his deceased mother, um, uh, Tony Stark reuniting or meeting his his father, uh, Howard Stark, and that left a lump in my throat because. Those two actors just have such great chemistry uh, in those scenes, and it was, it was, a, it was, it was very heartwarming. Well, yeah, it you know definitely what? was. Can you can, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. We can. Okay. You're out of the quantum realm for now. To talk about it ending, it's actually not ending because if you noticed, um, Iron Man and Hawkeye both have, and Ant Man, all three of them had girls, and we all know that. Girls eventually take over those roles. Yeah, handing Young... off his, his shield to Sam. Oh That's no, no, no! A whole I, new I... beginning right there. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I didn't, I didn't mean it like it was the end, the definitive ending of everything. I meant the first three phases. Like they're obviously yeah. going to continue everything. Um, you know, and tell new, brand new stories. But like, as far as the original OG Avengers and the first twenty-two films, like this wraps it up definitively. Now they're going to continue. Um. You know, with other other stories, they're gonna go further into the, to the universe. Yeah, and now that Disney owns, now that they have the the, the rights to X Men and Fantastic Four, they could they can reboot those properties and eventually build to what I think they're gonna build to is Secret Wars, which is you know when they're fighting the Beyonder and they're bringing mm -hmm. in Galactus and Doctor Doom. You know, the that's even more epic than Infinity Gauntlet. But um, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's a topic for another time. <laughs> So, so how would you, well, okay, because I was going to say, how would you rank this film? You know what? Let's, let's just get into that part. How would you guys rank Endgame as far as overall superhero movies are concerned? Like, is it in, like, of the last 20 years? So we're talking from, like, 1999 till now, and there's been lots of them. You know, you have, it all started, not that it, not that it all started, but, um, 
really the popular wave of superhero cinemas really began with Brian Singer's X-Men in 2000 and the Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in 2002 and so on and so forth. So how would you rank this within the last 20 years? Damn. I know hmm. it's, it's a lot to think of. If I'll go, I guess I'll go first. The way I see it, Endgame, even if you put it together with Infinity War, or or if you don't put it together with Infinity War, Endgame is going to be one of the most celebrated comic book adaptation superhero films ever, um, because this is a, a this was essentially a pop culture event. It, it 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 transcended the idea of a movie. Like I'm coming into work. And my students are like, Mr. Mercedes, Mr. Mercedes, did you see Endgame? Oh, my God, I cried with uh, Tony Stark died at the end. But that's the kind of emotion that us an event film like this evokes. This is equivalent to when Star Wars came out in 1977. This was like, this was a cultural touchstone. You know, right. you know, everybody and their mother went to go see that in the movie theater. And this was a big deal in 77. Um, yeah. This is also... A, a follow-up to what happened with Black Panther last year. Black Panther was an event in itself. It was a cultural touchstone that is going to be celebrated for years and years and years to come. 25 Definitely. years from now, people are going to look back at Endgame like, where were you when Endgame was released? Did you watch it in the theaters? Like, what was your experience? Like, it's that kind of motion picture. And I think when it's all said and done, um, I know Nisi's going to have a, a different opinion on this, but Infinity War and Endgame, this two-part saga ranks, I put it together with the Dark Knight trilogy as some of my favorite or my my most favorite uh, superhero sagas ever of all time. Shit, I almost forgot about the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, I mean, the, and, you, you know, know, the Dark Knight trilogy is <laughs> so much different than, uh, than anything Marvel Studios has because it's like... You know, it's it's the Dark Knight is more grounded. Christopher Nolan's Christopher it, Nolan's take on Batman is more no, grounded. Lou, yeah, my phone knew you were gonna say the Dark Knight saga, so it was completely like fucked as a Yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh damn! We're not gonna make this about the Dark Knight, so, but I'm just making a point that um, no, the Dark Knight like, trilogy. I was... Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. The Dark Knight trilogy so and, not a- and the Infinity War saga, as, as I, I'll call it, the Infinity War Endgame saga. Just stop. You do not just compare it. Just stop. No, you can't stop. compare. You can't compare <laughs> so- stylistically. But what I'm saying is, they rank as my favorite uh, superhero uh, film sagas ever. We'll leave that in your opinion. Fine. Yeah, of course it's my opinion. It's a fucking opinion. It's an opinionated show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about opinions. So I, I take it you're not a fan of the Dark Knight, you know, trilogy. Um, like um, I am not. No, do not like it. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Duly noted. Yeah, she, she's she's in the minority, but in, in any case, how would you guys rank this? Uh, like, was it one? Is it going to go down? As I mean, I made my points about it being a <laughs> I, I made it, I made it a point that it's going to go down as a cultural event. But how would you rank it personally? Like, I mean, it's still fresh in our minds, and I've only seen it once. Uh, but how would you rank it as far as like your favorite superhero movies of, of all time? I rank it with with the Lord of the Rings. I mean, and you know how much I love my Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that I rank yeah. it up there, it 
it's it's pretty high. I mean, I'm I don't think I'm ever going to I think I'm going to be like 90 years old with like no teeth telling my grandchildren about this and like you got to see this movie and you know, they're watching yeah, holographic yeah. movies at that point. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> oh man. What about you, D? I mean, well, this, you know, this epic, you know, space saga, Infinity War, Endgame, put it together, you know, it's definitely up there for me. It's like, I would say it's in the top five. You know, I, too, you know, no heat Nisi, but I, too, am a huge fan of the Dark Knight trilogy. So that's up there with it, with, you know, it's up there for me. And, like, I can't really, you know, all of the MCU movies, I can't really, like, you know, pinpoint and, you know, you know, take which ones that, you know, like, list. I can I can list them, but when it comes to, you know, Endgame and, and Infinity War, all of these films were building blocks leading to, you know, this epic saga. Right. So, you know, yeah, I can, you know, I can say that, you know, out of, like, you know, standalone films of, you know, each Avenger, my favorite would be, you know, the Captain America, you know, trilogy mm -hmm. with all of the, those three films. But everything, you know, played its part. All the pieces, you know, came together and it created this, you know, this icon, this this pop soup, this pop culture, you know, reference. Like, because, again, you ask anyone in their 50s and 60s that, you know, are, you know, fans of you know that are huge fans of star wars they can tell you you know where exactly they were at what was going on in their town their city yeah. what was you know happening with like you know as far as you know promotional items and commercials and branding and all types of stuff like that and yeah that's you know it's it's there like it's what it, it's star wars of today basically so yeah, yeah yeah you hit the nail on the head i think this is literally the equivalent if not the surpasser if that's even the word of of the original star wars it really it, it really it truly is yeah. um dc <laughs> oh boy I told her to stop using those 1970 pen particles man she needs the, the 2019 ones <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know what what uh what stone she got a she got a defective stone. That's what happens. <laughs> I can hear you guys. Oh, now you can hear us. So it's convenient for you. Oh no, no, I can hear. <laughs> I can hear you. You just cannot hear me, and I do not know why. I mean, so did Scott when he you know he was shrinking to you know microscopic size. Listen. Listen, I love he the hears. into the MVP of the movie. Go right ahead. I'll take it. Hey, right? Like that's that's not a, that's not the worst compliment, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> no, I guess I but, guess we got into some some minor uh, criticisms of the film. You guys have any other criticisms? Any like anything uh, to to complain about that could have. Uh, detracted or could have deterred you from thinking the movie was excellent or anything like that? Not at all. I think I love the Easter egg, but can you hear me? Yes, yeah, so I can hear Should you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to ask because <laughs> Yeah, I do because I don't know if I'm talking to, you know, myself. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, you were saying uh 
Yeah, I told him to oh, know yeah. he was saying too. No, no. You had no, yeah, you said you had no criticisms. Nothing that, that is so major that I would, I did, made me dislike the film. Nothing, very, they're very, you know, little nitpicky things just because. Yeah. Okay, now we can't hear you. Yeah, nit, nit, nitpicky things just because. That's where you ended. <laughs> That's where you ended. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it let's, at that. I guess. Let's let's book let's bookmark that. Like that's, that's yeah, where you I, left I off. I don't know like, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're starting. You're starting to confuse. I I really do not understand this. I don't know. Don't don't vanish on us now. <laughs> I can you hear me? I think it's every time my screen goes out, I lose you guys. Ah, oh, you figured it out. So don't let the screen go black. You think? Because once once you go black, you can't go back. <laughs> once you go back, <laughs> I, I've heard that. I've learned that already. Yeah, that that's it. Just just keep oh, keep poking your screen. That's all you got to keep doing. Just keep poking. <laughs> keep the <laughs> keep the screen activity on. <laughs> Don't let it go black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna keep stroking my screen just for you guys. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I have. Um, what was I saying? Shit. Um. um damn. Yeah. Whatever. I have. No, I have no complaints. Okay. I have no complaints. Nitpicking. And I loved all the little like gems that they threw in you know the whole conversation between cap and bucky where yeah. you know he was telling him not to do anything stupid like that went all the way back to the first cap movie yeah you know that awesome. whole conversation with them like that was good um at the end when the little girl's asking for cheeseburgers like i was just like i said it crying so it was just like oh she likes cheeseburgers <laughs> I know that you was know? a nice, that was a really fitting callback to the first Iron Man because once he's rescued, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's the first thing I could use uh, a cheeseburger from. Burger but they had a lot of them. They had a lot of little touchbacks, you know, to kind of wrap everything up in a nice little bow. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanos goes, "I am inevitable," and then he goes, "Well, I am Iron Man." So that yeah. was like the perfect ending. Now, speaking of endings, man. Those the two deaths, okay. Black Widow's death was that was legit shocking for the simple fact that I thought I really thought it was actually going to be Hawkeye to sacrifice himself, and they were actually fighting for the honor to sacrifice themselves yeah. for the Soul Stone. But they the way it was yeah. shot, same music playing, same slow motion, same wide shot of her landing on the on the on the ground. Um, yeah, that was devastating, and but in some, it didn't hit me as hard as when it happened to Gamora because, you know, this is the second time around we're seeing something like this. But it was still emotional. Yeah. However, in the it back of my mind, I, I thought Black Widow was, they were going to resurrect her somehow. I, I was I was a little skeptical. I'm like, yeah, this death can't be like her f f finality, right? Yeah, same here. Like, I, I was, you know, I was sitting there when, you know, when he came back and like, you know, when he came back and he was just like he had this this look of, you know, you know, defeat and and pain and hurt, and, you know, on his face. And you know, they're asking, "Oh, where's where's that, or whatnot?" You know, I you know you know I felt the you know the emotion you know because that like you said that whole scene was was done you know beautifully. But in the back of my head, I'm like, "Yo, there has to be some kind of." way to like you know bring her back or whatnot and i was like kind of holding on to that 
to like the very you know end of you know the conclusion of the the, the epic battle. After that ended, after that happened, I was like, well, I guess they they can't bring her back or whatnot. Well, we but we have um, to think though, if there yeah. is alternate timelines and she's alive in some timeline, how did he get the? That's how true. did he give the soul stone back? How did he bring it back? What happened to you know? Yeah. So there has to be some alternate timeline that she is another Gamora alive somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. know that's a good point because it, it's true. That, I, I did. That he, is true. You can't. You know what I mean? Like he, he had to have encountered the Red Skull and just brought back the Soul Stone. Yeah, the, those are one of those those unanswered questions. And also exactly. Loki, you know, uh, disappearing with the scepter. I mean, not the scepter, the tesseract. Yeah, so now there's a, there's the tesseract. Yeah, they, where Loki's alive. Yeah, they'll probably. Explain yeah, there's another that. timeline. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably explain Loki's thing in uh, his series on Disney Plus. Which I can't wait. Yeah, I love yeah. Loki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a fan favorite. Like, wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't he supposed to be in like one film? But because he had such a, you know, people had such a great reaction towards him, they kept bringing him back into, you know, other Thor films yeah, and, exactly. and things of that nature. Yeah, 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 yeah Tom, Tom Hiddleston, yeah, he, he knocked that role out. The he's mark. great. Yeah. I mean, Marvel Studios has yeah. done no wrong in terms of their casting. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely, definitely. They, 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 everything they touch is gold. Like, literally. So, speaking of, like, you know, since we just were on the topic of, like, you know, the whole... Because, again, like, I feel like the Soul Stone is, like, the most uh, the most mysterious stone out of the, the right. bunch. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it, it doesn't really have, like, an in-depth story about it or whatnot. So, referring to the Soul Stone, you know, just me... You know, I just thought it would be funny. Like, well, not really funny, but I would like to see that interaction. Because, again, they didn't show how, you know, Cap went about, you know, dropping these stones off in the, the proper timeline and stuff. So I would have loved to see his reaction seeing, like, Red Skull is the person that, you know, protects or, or houses the, the Soul Stone. Yeah, like, you know, can you just imagine that exchange? Like, oh, shit, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, like, I, I thought, I, you know, I thought you was dead. <laughs> so that, and then, like, my other, you know, I wouldn't say gripe, but, you know, just a question, you know, possibly one of you guys can answer for me. So, like, you know, in in Infinity War, when, you know, when they, they pinned down Thanos, Mantis was on top of his shoulders, you know, trying to put him to sleep. You got Tony and Peter trying to pull off the gauntlet. And, you know, Peter Quill did what he did and caused, you know, all this, this shit to happen, essentially. When... When um, Nebula was, like, you know, talking about, like, you know, okay, Gamora, you know, is not here. You know, he went to Vormir with Gamora. She's not here. He came back with the Soul Stone. So, you know, me, you know, just being a wise-ass, you know, context clues, I'm thinking now, okay, if you went with this person and then you came back without this person and you have a stone, I'm assuming that, you know, that person is either dead or is trapped somewhere on Vormir, you know, for whatever, you know, reason. So Tony, you know, because again, Tony and Nebula, they both of them were present when, you know, she was talking about like, you know, the whole Soul Stone and how, you know, he got it and Gamora's not here. So fast forward to like, you know, Endgame and stuff. Like, did at any point, did either of them, like, try to, you know, mention that when they were putting the hatch in the plan together to go and get all the stones? Did any of them mention that, yo, 
we don't really know much about the Soul Stone, but just know that, like, if you go and get it, one of y'all not coming back. I like, think Natasha knew. Natasha uh, knew okay. what the sacrifice was. I don't think Hawkeye knew. Hawkeye, I think, figured okay. it out when he was there. But I think Nat knew, walked in knowing what she was walking into. Yeah, I had a oh, feeling okay. that at least one of them had to have known. Yeah, because she didn't seem surprised. Yeah. You know, she was yeah, like, she, 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 that's true. This is what needs, to, like, we both know what needs to happen. Like, once he realized it, she was like, all right, that's it. Like, stay here. I'm jumping. Yeah. And then it, yeah, that whole exchange between them, you know, you know, before they started duking it out to figure out who was going to be the one to sacrifice. It just like, because again, you know, they've been partners. They've been partners for like years. Like they've known each other for years. They've trained with each other, things like that. And like, she knows, you know, his family or whatnot. She, you know, she knows he has a, you know, he has three kids. He has a wife. He has a family. Like when he's not, you know, Hawkeye, He's, you know, in his, you know, he's on his property in his cabin spending, you know, his time with his kids, teaching his daughter archery. So she's like, nah, I'm going to do it because, you know, you have a family to go home to. And Natasha, you know, her whole, you know, story was she was kind of like a lone wolf. You know, she didn't really fit into nowhere until she found his family amongst the Avengers. She considered them her family. So she's like, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for my family because that's what you guys are to me. So I, I thought that was pretty I good. see it a little more romanticized. You know, I think uh, she was ready to die for him because even though he has a family, loved ones, everything, you know, she still, she has those feelings for him. And she wasn't willing to let him go. Yeah, that, mm. that could be, yeah, that could be argued too. They've always had chemistry, that those two characters, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did they, they ever... They were did, at one point more than just friends. In the, the comic, right? In the they, comic, they, they, yeah. they do something? Yeah. Okay. You know, so I so, think they just played on that romantic. they romanticized that whole situation. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, they were just staring into each other's eyes way too deeply, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, so I think it was more than you're just my family. It's it was more like you know, I, yeah, just, I'm gonna do what I have to do for you. Yeah, nobody can know what we did in Budapest, but those years back, yeah, like, you exactly. know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> now another <laughs> another uh, tear jerking moment before we talk about that that the death at the end um, was when. Spider-Man finally reunited with Iron Man, and wow, that was just like I, I, oh, I teared up. Oh man, that was so that was yeah, me too, man. Moments, but only to have it removed because once uh, Tony does his snap, and you see half of his face is disintegrated, you you know it, he's done. And when Peter Parker just starts, oh my god, when he just starts breaking down because he knows that he's just gonna lose him. I started crying like a little boy. Everybody I, in the movie theater was fucking sniffing. Everybody was crying around me. Like, I was bawling, nah. bro. I had fucking tears rolling down each of my cheeks. My lips were quiver, quivering. My fucking throat was, oh, my God. That was so no emotional, man. Not everywhere. Oh, my Lord. That was, like, the most heartbreaking thing ever. It definitely was. I was very, like, I was, I was just so conflicted, you know, like, I'm tearing up. I'm just, like, emotional. It was just a lot going on. Like, I'm just, like, 
I'm holding the top of my head. People behind me is like, yo, can you put your hand down a bit? I'm just like, <laughs> let, let me relish in this. Like, this is, this was, this was, yo, this is, I'm going through, I'm going through something here. Like, I'm telling you, it, yeah, it like, was, that, it was that crazy, man. It was to like Jack dying in the Titanic for me because it was just so fucking emotional. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I kind of laughed when Jack died. Like okay. <laughs> yeah, there was space on the door. <laughs> yeah. Not quite the same, but okay. <laughs> That's a white people problem right there, but yeah. I'm telling you, I, this grown man next to me, and, you know, at first I was like, I was trying to, like, try to be cool, calm, collected, you know, like, I just had, like, yeah. simple tears running down my face, like, if I was in a soap opera or something. And this like, yeah. 40-year-old man next to me is just straight up sobbing. I'd be like, <laughs> like, his mother just died. And I'm like, all right, it'll be you still with bucket. And that was it. Like, <laughs> the, the tears just started coming down. And I was, like, shaking and, like, holding myself. And I'm like, it's okay. Oh, my God. You know it's powerful when, like, at least 50% of the theater is sniffing around you yeah it was like toy story yeah yeah it was was heavy that was fucking heavy man and the fact that people share that experience just it's a true testament to one the russo's uh skill skills as filmmakers and storytellers and two a testament to robert downey jr and company for portraying these uh these characters and bringing them to life yeah oh absolutely man yeah you see, I'm glad I didn't sit next to, because again, the role that I was in, you know, it was me, Eric, and then, you know, there's a seat in between us. There's a seat next to me that was empty, and there's two girls that were using that seat to put their stuff in. And, you know, they didn't really, you know, they, they didn't really capture all the emotion and stuff. Like, they were laughing, and, you know, they were joking at scenes that were emotional. So it was just like, it was, it was irritating. Or whatnot, but I was still able to get, you know, get into my feelings and be emotional and stuff. But I'm kind of glad I wasn't sitting next to anyone that was sobbing and stuff because that right there would have just, I would have looked at it and like, oh, there it is. I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to start now. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what happened to me. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I was just like, I was trying. Yeah. I was trying. I was like, don't go all girl. Don't go all geeky right now. I know it's emotional, Nisi. Like, I'm talking to myself in my head, like, hold it together, and then boom, and I'm just like, oh my god. I would have been like, I would have looked over and been like, oh, fuck you, and it just started crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, hold me, please. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I cried, I mean, it's a thing, I, every, I think every, oh, a lot of people cried when, um, you know, the scene where Spider-Man is disintegrating and he and, and uh, Iron Man is holding oh, yeah. his arm. Oh, yeah, but this, yeah. this was like, oh, this yeah. tilts the cake, man. And then yeah, when you true. see the yeah, yeah. shot of all of the, basically the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, those characters during his uh, funeral, I guess you could say, um, yeah, like that sweeping shot and just everybody, Nick Fury, the Guardians, just... Oh man, that that broke my heart. And then again, a nice callback to the original film when he had his little uh little arc um his, that goes in his chest where it says proof that still that Tony still has a heart. That Tony, yeah. Oh man, that was so fucking amazing. Seeing that, but yeah, like something. And and you know, you mentioned a gripe before, and and I forgot about it, and I, I'm just remembering it now. Yeah. With the exception of including Jarvis. 
I would have liked to see some more of the Marvel TV characters there. Or am I the only one? Yeah, I know. You didn't see Coulson at all, which is weird. But you know what? You know, you Agents, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never gets acknowledged in the in the films. Never. But that's a, but Luke Cage wasn't there. Jessica Jones. There's none of them. Like, I would have liked to see somebody, you know? Yeah, I know. Somebody. They, they just, they exist in their own universe, apparently. Like, they're part of the MCU. Yeah. But they exist in their uh, street-level New York uh, universe. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it would have been nice. It would have been a nice little like, you know, since all those shows are ending and they're all pretty much going away. Yeah. It would have been a nice little, you know, tidbit like just to throw them even if it was just during the the funeral just to like have them there, you know? No, yeah, that would have been yeah, that would have been a really really nice uh Bit that would have been fan service. Yeah, that would. I, yeah. I, th- I think the, yeah. the theater would have went fucking ape shit seeing the defenders. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah, like serious. Yeah. Like, speaking speaking of the defenders, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, season three of Daredevil, but that shit is incredible. It is by far oh, yeah, the of best course. season of any of the Marvel TV series by far. Like you know, I haven't yet. I haven't bookmarked. I have to get. Yeah, to I'm it. not I even going to say nothing. Yeah. Like this shit. Like they, it's so good that um, Marvel is actually trying to um, get it to compete for uh, the, the Emmy Awards. It's mm. trying to. It's trying to do an Emmy campaign for it. Like that's how fucking good it is. Like the critics even loved it too. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it is like, so like insanely fucking good, and it has one episode four has one of the best long take shots, long take sequences I have ever seen in anything, film, TV, anything. Like, it is a 10-minute long take sequence. Wow. I, I, Shit, I, yeah, I literally yeah. replayed the whole fucking 10-minute sequence after it finished. Yeah. yeah, I was geeking out on some on some film snob shit. Like, it was, wow. <laughs> no, no, it was, an, it was a, a superb season. Like, that, that shit was, it was great. And, you know, just watching that season and just thinking, like, you know, okay, like, it's not coming back. This shit is frustrating because it's just like, damn, this shit was perfect. Like, they have the per, they finally had the perfect season or whatnot yeah. versus season one, season two. And it's just to, to hear that, oh, well, enjoy it because, yeah. He might he's not coming back. So like what are they are they planning to like have them pop up in you know these other Disney shows in some capacity or it's just like that's it, you know, gone. Well, we don't know. Well, D, you're, you're, well no, you're you're the man because that's a perfect segue. We're gonna take one more break and then for our final segment, we're gonna actually give some predictions and our opinion on what we think is gonna happen with the future of the MCU. So sit tight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll be back. I thought yeah. I got stuck in the quantum realm again. No, you're 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 here. So now it's D that has to escape the quantum realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so, uh, yeah, so you see you could have solved that problem from the beginning. Now when we listen to this on playback. <laughs> it took me like sixty two hours to figure it out. Yeah, I know, right? Or aka ten seconds if we're dealing with time travel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the future of the MCU. So that's what a lot of people have been talking about, um, obviously, because Endgame was the culmination of the first three phases. So as far as the films, 
as far as the films are concerned, I know for a fact that we're going to get. Yes, welcome back. We are. We're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Black Panther Two, Doctor Strange Two. We're going to get a Black Widow film. It's probably going to be a prequel, most likely. Um, when yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, Captain Marvel is going to get a sequel. So we know oh, the Eternals, Shang Chi. So these are the film projects that are going to be in the works for Phase Four. They said that. They- and maybe we're going to get our as Guardians. Yeah, yeah, that's as, a possibility because uh, yeah, because Thor, Thor is uh, he's in space with them now. Now, yeah. with Disney Plus launching, the three the three series that they're going to launch are for Loki. Wanda Vision, which is Wanda and Vision, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, Bucky. I mean, yes, uh, Falcon and Bucky. Uh, Bucky and the, what was it called? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and what's amazing is that they're using these same actors, so you're gonna get that same level of authenticity. And I would like to see these stories expand on that kind of level. So um, these all have the potential to be really good, by the way, especially if it's oh yeah, absolutely. Fun. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, so that's 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 the the overview of the future of the MCU. Kevin Feige, who's the head of the head of Marvel Studios, he hasn't yet gone on record to say and officially release anything. But I think that's coming relatively sooner than later. The only thing we know that's coming out in the near future, very near future, is Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is in theaters in July. But I believe they may have a panel on Comic Con or one of these expos this summer and they'll have that's when we'll get the release dates for like the next couple of years okay so I mean, uh, we'll see and they have a lot to work with now you know um and just to, just to say i mean disney plus is just gonna rate me like netflix and everybody else because i'm just gonna give them my money um because yeah. mm-hmm. there is no way i'm gonna miss any of this stuff so of course. <laughs> of course you got you got star wars uh marvel and all the other disney stuff come on it's like a win-win yeah yeah definitely you know? so, yeah so quick question so um so as you know i don't know if any if any of you guys try to actually watch you know the inhumans um tv series uh no, yeah, I heard it was it was terrible. Like, which is why it's not. It was. I did two episodes and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, one, I did one episode and and a half, and I was just like, yeah, I think I'm over this. And like, so, are you think? Do you think they're gonna like revisit? You know, because they play a, a significant chapter. You know, in Phase Four, no. Like, do you think they're gonna try to revisit them? Maybe do a standalone film, or you know what? Yeah, I think they missed the boat on that one, and I think uh, humans are. They they were better introduced in Agents of Shield rather than having their own. Yeah. I don't think anybody gave a shit yeah. about their own series. If you ask me, the Thrones <laughs> are the ones that that's why Captain Marvel was was important in that regard because the scrolls are going to be the ones that are really important in Phase Four because they could disguise themselves as anybody. And if you read any of the comics, the scrolls are some of the main villains in the Fantastic Four comics. So that all... Which I can't wait till they reboot Fantastic Four because yeah, like the, I just wanted to get the, just, that whole Jessica Alba, you know, whole thing. Third time the existed. charm. Third time the charm, guy. Third time. You know? Uh, yeah, I so, guess, man, because they didn't even work with Michael Jordan and company, uh, Michael B. Jordan and company, so who the fuck knows? I, but if anybody can do it, it's Marvel Studios. 
Yeah, like like I said, like I said, the well, third times the charm. Like, yeah, for the first two was terrible. They tried to do it with Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. I don't remember that shit at all. <laughs> like, I, I think I, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I seen it once. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch he, it when he, it got, he got his second chance in Black Panther. Yeah. to go down yeah, in uh, yeah, exactly. Marvel history. Yeah, got exactly. it. Uh, I'll find out. Yeah, he went down as one of the best MCU villains uh, ever. So, you know, he redeemed himself. Exactly. <laughs> Very much so. Just like with, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds, you know, redeeming himself from Green Lantern and becoming Deadpool. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, he really redeemed himself. <laughs> nobody, nobody even remembers Ryan Reynolds as, as Green Lantern. You're like, who? No, he's the Deadpool man, you know? That's it. <laughs> nobody wants to remember that. Oh, hell no. All right, so to wrap it up, um, what what letter grade would you give Avengers Endgame overall? Let's start with you, D. Um, before the whole, you know, before giving my letter grade, you know, I feel like we should, you know, step into like, you know, let's just talk about some of the Easter eggs real quick, like you oh, know, yeah. as far like, you know, for instance, like the one that really stood out for me the most was you know, Harley from Iron Man 3, you know, being at um, Tony's oh, whole funeral service and stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. That shit was amazing. And then they used the, the same actor. He looks the same, just, you know, a lot bigger or whatnot. Apparent, I don't know if any of you guys seen this because I didn't. So I'm, I want to watch it, you know, go see uh, Endgame again. But apparently Howard the Duck was in that epic fighting scene. That's what? what I heard, but I didn't see him. <laughs> there was so much going on in that fucking battle. So many characters. Yeah, oh, I know. my gosh. And I was like, how the duck is there? I was like, wait, what? I feel like I would see a duck, but then again, there was a lot going on. <laughs> oh, how, how are the duck, man? No, man, now I'm really looking forward to seeing this again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like how Captain shit. finally got his dance with Peggy. Oh, that was, I, oh, oh man. that was such a such a such a fitting ending. I I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved right? it. Um, because that was one of the more that was probably the most pivotal moment in, in in all of the Captain America movies where he's promising, yeah. you know, we'll still go on out on that date after this is all over. But you know, he crashes his ships. He crashes his ship and is frozen for seventy years. So yeah. I'm glad that he got to go back and relive in that timeline. So, like, because they kind of left it, you know, you know, kind of in the air. Like, you know, when he went, you know, got the last dance, lived a full life with with um, Peggy and stuff like that. Um, is she still, like, is she, like, dead, like how she died in, you know, the Winter Soldier, or is she still alive? No, it's an alternate timeline. Oh, yeah, it's an okay. alternate timeline. Just think of it as, like... Changes. Yeah, just think of it as like X Men: Days of Future Past, when they uh when they altered all the timelines and they kind of like essentially. But that's the hit thing us. that does get me though. If it was an alternate timeline, then where is Young Cap? Because there should still be a Young Captain America. Um. In like the present, because well, old Captain America is from a different timeline. Well, no, but look look at what happened when they were experimenting with the time travel. Uh, in the beginning of the film with um with Ant-Man. You know, every time they would bring him back after a certain amount of years in his time, he would come back in, in different stages of his life as a baby, 
as excuse me, as a baby, as an old man. So I think in this sense, um, yeah, but Cap didn't know how to control it. You saying he did or like, he didn't? He didn't. He did not know how to control the time. He's he doesn't have those type of brains. He doesn't know how to control it. So he would have lived out his life in an in an alternate timeline. But there should still be a young Cap somewhere. Who knows? Uh, who knows? I know. I know. Yeah. From my interpretation, he lived out his entire life, and that's why when they asked him about Agent Carter, he's just like, "Oh, um, yeah, I'd rather not just tell you about it." Because <laughs> well, then if he lived out his entire life, that means he was never Captain America, and that means he let everything happen. Like it just kind of bugs my mind because that means he lived in a timeline where Loki attacked New York, and and you know, and Thanos did all this stuff, this that and the other, and he did nothing. This this is why time travel movies are such a mind fuck and a head scratch. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather not go down that that icky path. Like, did he really become a oh, I'm just the saying, first I'm super just soldier? Saying. Like, did no, someone else are, get the shot? All, no, these are questions. Like, I and, and those are things. Those these are things that I'm gonna think be thinking about obviously years from now when I'm watching the movie over and over again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> they're gonna always be unanswered questions. Yeah, you know, like I said, um, I was up. You know, when after I seen it, and you know, I got home. Like I was up till two, just like, you know, rewatching the movie in my head and just thinking about like a lot of like, you know, questions. Some of them, you know, were nitpicky questions, but other questions were like, you know, of that magnitude. Like, yo, so if if he went into this timeline and then he came back, like, how did this happen and what happened before that and when it occurred? Like, it was yeah. just shit like that. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. These are the questions that we're going to have with the, uh, the, the the long butchered Terminator franchise because they're having yet another one um, altering Lord. timelines again. Apparently, this one takes place. Basically, this one ignores the last three Terminator movies and it takes place after the events of Terminator 2, which is what they should have done in the fucking first place if they were going to do that. But yeah, but you know, it takes them the same same thing like they did with Halloween. It takes them twenty five years to get anything right. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, um, so letter grade, uh, overall thoughts on on uh, Endgame. I I personally loved it. Um, again, going back to Infinity War, I gave that an A minus because I didn't get that sense of closure. This gave me all the closure I needed, obviously, as a fan. And yeah, right. And that's something. I give it a solid A all around. Well, yeah, I I, I can go with that A, A plus. I mean, I I go for the A plus just because even with all the questions I have, I'm not left with something like my mind isn't in turmoil. Like I'm, I'm feeling satisfied. Yeah. I feel like shit like it's it's over i'm sad but damn was that worth the wait yeah. damn was that worth everything that i went through the three hours not moving i mean it was not like d said with the with the exception of the first 20 minutes that were kind of like what the hell is going on it was not it was entertaining from beginning to end it kept me on the edge of my seat and it kind of gave me a little bit of everything yeah, I, I totally agree. It didn't feel like three hours to me, personally. Yo, that's, I've been saying that to everyone. I'm like, yo, that was the quickest three hours I ever sat through. Like, I, I could have sat there for another hour. 
or whatnot. And they were worried about the film being too long, so you know they they shortened it or whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think I would. Yeah, they could have gone three and a half hours. That would have been fine. Four hours, you yeah. know. So with with that being said, like, you know, as far as letter grades, you know, I would give it a um a a, a plus because uh, when we did the Infinity um War podcast with Coyote, Coyote, I did. I think I gave it an A. And I would say that, you know, there's room for, you know, the whole closure aspect. There's room for improvement as far as, you know, okay, what's going to happen in the next film? And that whole anticipation, you know, building and stuff. So I'd give it an A+. But I'm really looking forward to, you know, I would say like, you know, the the Blu-ray, you know, collector's edition, whatever you want to call it, for the simple fact oh, that, that amazing. it's going to be loaded with, like, I'm sure it's going to be loaded with a lot of featurettes, deleted scenes, interviews from the, you know, mm-hmm. the cast, you know. So, like, because I, I, I would like to see, like, you know, as far as, like, deleted scenes, of, like, what if they have any deleted scenes of, like, what occurred within, like, that five-year span? Like, you know, when did Tony yeah. get married? When did, you know, Pepper get pregnant? You know, just different aspects of, like, what happened, you know, within that five-year span or whatnot. Like, it's a lot to, like, really go and dig into, but it would be dope if they had, like, a scene from, like, year three or something like that or just a further explanation. Or with Hulk, like, how did he, you know, was able to, you know, achieve peace and become this Hulk humanoid thing? Like, stuff like that. Yeah, that that whole... um well, not not the uh, the end game individual release, but that whole twenty two film phase one through phase three release, that's gonna be a pretty penny. And if and when I I purchase that someday, I'm not opening that. Crazy! Yeah. I'm not even gonna bother opening up that packaging. That's a collector's item. I'm just gonna let that sit there. Shit! Like I, now that you put it that way, like shit! Like <laughs> I, I feel like you know it's it's a collector's item. Like it, it'll go up in value years to come when blue. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even want to. Or or if I'm just if I'm just balling, I have money to throw away, which I never do and I never will, most likely. But I'll, I'll buy I'll buy two box sets: one that I can actually open and watch, and the other ones to just collect dust and sell. That's some real ball of shit right there. That's like at yeah. least six hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> well, hey, I won a championship yeah, no, belt. I'm gonna dive in and open it up and watch it all and enjoy it because once I die, ain't nobody gonna care about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way to look at it. But hey, hey, I, if I bought, not gonna care about it the way we are. I bought a if I bought a championship belt during WrestleMania weekend, then uh, you know why not? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, can you imagine Kate in 20 years enjoying this or even relishing it the way we are? Uh, I don't... Uh, I, I never say never, but I don't think it's possible for him to enjoy it on the same level that we did. No, nah, he's going to exactly. well so Why would you leave that there just close? Well into phase six by then. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> By then, there really will be holograms. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, seriously. But uh, I mean, you know. that. But we're kind of different in that sense, if you think about it. Like, because again, I, you know, you know, kids today with their attention span and stuff, in twenty years, they're not gonna care about nothing from like now, and nothing from now. Whereas with us, like, we appreciate, like, you know, Lewis, we appreciate, you know, kung fu films. You know, from the you know, mm-hmm. 
you know, old, like, you know, horror franchises from the 80s and stuff like that. Like, we actually, like, sit and, you know, appreciate, you know, what it was. So, you know, people are different. Yeah, you know, this generation, everybody has ADD now, so that's just what it is. Yeah. My, son, yeah. my son can't really sit sit through an entire live-action movie like the way I did when I was his age. It's just it's different, you know? There's more yeah. stimulation involved. You know, he's, 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 got, he's, got, his, he's got his fucking devices and shit like that. He's got devices and, 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 you know, all these other things to stimulate him. But we didn't have tablets and shit like that, you know? When, we, yeah. when there was something in front of us, we had to actually pay attention to it. So I had I had a V I had a V Tech tablet. That was the closest thing right. to a tablet I had. <laughs> and a right, view exactly. mask. Yeah, it's a different time. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man. I had that's, an sketch. <laughs> yeah, that uh that pretty much wraps up our end game reactions episode of Let Me Just Say This. So I want to thank D'Angelo. I want to thank Nisi. Thank you guys so much for taking your time out to reflect on this epic masterpiece. No problem. You are very welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Yes, anytime indeed. So we'll do this again in about 10, 15 years. For the, <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the big showdown. Uh, 25th anniversary. <laughs> right, right. Or even like a, a fifth anniversary just to see how well the film holds up. That'd yeah, be that would be, yeah, we've done that with, you know, albums, you know, approaching 15, 20 years, you know, since they've been created. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I, I would love to c- continue the uh, the Marvel retrospect. We were up to Thor, so... Yeah. We still got, <laughs> we still got a hell of a long way to go. Yo, quick question before, you know, we, we wrap this up. Like, did you guys see, like, every, you know, Marvel, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in theaters? I feel like... Yes, I did, yeah. Yes. I, I messed up. I didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp in theaters, but I seen everyone, everything else. So I'm kind of right. upset with myself. Twenty one and twenty two ain't bad. You didn't miss much. I've seen. No, I, no, no, no Ant Man and the Wasp was good, but I've seen every single MCU film on the big screen, and I'm proud of that. All twenty two movies I've seen in the theaters, every single one of them. Yeah, like I and I out of. All 22, like, I've seen all of them multiple times, except for, um, except for Thor The Dark World. <laughs> like, yeah, I, Thor The Dark World, I think that was the only one that I saw only one time, too. Yeah, and that, the one time was in the theater. I never watched it again on TV, on Blu-ray, nothing else. <laughs> I haven't watched Winter Soldier since I watched it the first time. What oh, no. the hell? Crazy. Winter Soldier is amazing. That's like in my top five. It is five. amazing. I just, I, you know what? It, it was amazing the first time I watched it. I just have not gotten a chance to ever watch it again. Oh, but it's God. ingrained in my mind. Like, you, I remember you, You'll oh, appreciate okay. You'll appreciate that as Civil War so much more when you watch it again. Yeah. Oh, I've watched Civil War like 101 times. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's, that's right. the Russos right there. The, the Russos, they just know how to balance characters. Yeah. They just, they're just they just really good like that. Yeah. But, uh, yes, but in any case, uh, for all you listeners out there, continue supporting me on Instagram. Let me just say this podcast. And uh, you can stream this episode on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other uh, platform, podcast platforms. That's what I meant to say. Uh, With that said, you guys take care of yourselves and have a good night. You too, sir. You too, Nisi. You too, brother. All right. Peace, my friends.
Peace. Talk later. Bye.